Yeah, we're live, everybody. What's going on? For All right. You? We're live. All right. Welcome to Pirate Stream Media, guys. We've got a great show planned for you today. We're going to be jumping around for a few different categories. I think five topics or few each person. And we're broadcasting today out of Courtney's beautiful studio. Hey. So awesome. Episode three. We're on episode, episode three, three, right? And uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit, if, you have, if you're just joining in now, what we're doing. So we're Pirate Stream, Dialectical Dissidents. Pirate Stream is a new platform of dedicated content creators focused on circumventing the tightly controlled, manipulated, and outright censored media space of today, both corporate and independent media, with a commitment to objectivity, integrity, and a stark awareness of the two-party illusion. The Pirate Stream is our flagship podcast. That's right. You better believe it. And you know what that means? You know what that means? That means we're coming out of your heart. We're not messing around. We're not playing games. And uh, we're, we're on the path of something. Great. And you guys are all Indeed. right. Like you guys are here at the foundational stage of something that's awesome. And I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm not settling for less. And things and we got this like this team's amazing. It's you know really I mean? amazing. Like, like, and like, yeah. like the focus and the drive and the, the, the passion for this. Like just, you know, so grateful that all you guys are along with right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we didn't even get into the dialectical dissidence kind of part of it. You know, it's such an interesting and important discussion, you know, and really, I mean, actually, you going to break that down for people. I think it's important to yeah. understand that it's about, you know, really pushing back against the manipulations. Go ahead. So this, this is something I'm really passionate about, and it's something I'm, I'm kind of new to. So I've understood the dialectic from a philosophical perspective. Um, you know, that's kind of my background. Uh, but I... I really fell kind of prey to the whole two-party system for a really long time. Oh, we all did. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And and I realized more and more, you know, we're all so programmed. Day day in, day out, constantly Mm -hmm. we're bombarded with programming. And one of the things they they do is this dialectical attacks. And I think that people don't understand that they they don't just do it in the two-party system. They infiltrate in each party. Because divide and conquer is why I would say that the you know they have, they have their triple D's that they worship you know just like in Christianity you have the the Trinity well they have their Trinity too and it's a you know the first one first D is deception right mm-hmm. they like to deceive distort and that's the way that they manipulate I don't understand that they my apologies um, and then the second one is uh, divide and conquer. And that's a really big one. They infiltrate not just the two party system, but in each in each narrative and in each uh, quote unquote team, they create narratives that divide amongst there. Yes. And then when you have a you know complete division, it leads to the third D, which is destruction. Mm-hmm. And destruction when you when you destroy, you're left with uh, chaos, which is a breeding ground for usurpation. And I I think it's really important for people to recognize that, that this is their main line of attack is to use these dialectics where they have two opposing uh, narratives that compete against each other and it leads to negation. Uh, So a lot of people think of, uh, when they think of dialectic in terms of philosophical um, references, they think of thesis, antithesis, synthesis, Mm -hmm. and they always call it the Hegelian dialectic. That was actually Kant who created the notion of thesis, antithesis, synthesis. It was Hegel who created the uh, concept of uh, it was it was concrete, negative, and abstract. And the negative part of it is really important because that's where we get the affidavit culture, mm-hmm. which is cancel culture. Oh, right, and that's right, very right. much what we're seeing today. And it's an interesting concept because it's it's an oxymoron in itself because mm-hmm. it means to uh, it destroy from within, but it means destroy while lifting up. And, and, and that's a very hard concept, I think, for people to wrap their heads around, but it's exactly what we witnessed. They prop things up while right. they're destroying, so they leave it as a shell. It, it, well, you see it boil down today as, like we've talked about, you know, problem, reaction, solution is yeah. what we're kind of talking about in the, the simplified idea. But that, that, like you talk about, is an interesting thing to think about because we do yeah. see that where they write, like we see the false, whether they know it or not. It's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting thing we want to talk about more in the future. Yeah, These totally. people being brought up as somebody that's the one to listen to, but then, then it becomes a divide and conquer tactic. And yeah. it's all about bringing us against ourselves. We're it's definitely going to do a focus show. Yeah, yeah. we've been we're talking about that a, a bunch lately. <laughs> but the dissident part of it is what we want to encourage you to do uh, is something that I think right. we all need to do because we're all victims. We, we don't know when we're being programmed or when we're falling prey to a program, right? But we want to encourage you, you know, I know your tagline is question everything. 
And I, I think if we can bring some awareness to the fact that that is their uh, that that is their strategy is to use these dialectical attacks mm-hmm. and to step outside as much as you possibly can, be a dissident to right. this uh, dialectic. So step outside the you know, for instance, the two party illusion, but not just the two party because they do this with you see it with almost every narrative. Everything yeah. they they create these warring factions, and then they just want you to destroy each other from within. Right. So and they, they may all seem, outside. well, they're all definitely connected to the two party discussion, but like you're, you know, we have, you know, racism and all these different, it's the same idea. It's always binary, which is funny. Exactly. I make the joke that it's like, that's the only thing allowed to be, or, you know, the although binary <laughs> right, discussion right, today, yeah. but it's funny. Unintended. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, we got, we got a lot of interesting things to talk about today and we kind of what we're playing with. And again, as we, this show evolves, which it will over time. And as, before we get to actually the beginning of the pirate stream platform, which is going to be evolving and starting more so the beginning of next year that we thought about, let's, you know, have different topics each day that we don't really talk about amongst ourselves and right. we jump from topic to topic. And, you know, because the conversation, I think we have at least personally think mm-hmm. we, that's what we enjoy the most is allowing ourselves just to have a flowing conversation about things without being, you know, like, you know, the show, like I do, for instance, where we, I'm stuck on a line and I feel like I have to keep, we just let it go. We have a good conversation about yeah. interesting things and see where it goes. So you wanted to start with something yeah, that's so kind of at the top, we, right? Of course. Uh, we, so we decided the way we would structure this for now is that we each bring topics. And mm-hmm. of course, there was some overlap. So that indicated that might be the way we should start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had found, you know, these uh, tweets going back and forth uh, saying that, Elon Musk should bring, you know, a lot of people are requesting that Elon uh, bring people back who have been banned from Twitter. And uh, they had, it was, uh, was it Ben Swan? Yeah, Ben Swan, but maybe it was a bunch of people. Oh, Ben was one of the ones that shared him. Yeah, I just, yeah. the one he shared was a kind of an out of focus image of it. So no I just worries. figured we'll go yeah. right to the source. Okay. Th- this is actually oh, Elon Musk's re- tweet itself. Okay. Go ahead. Go about ahead. Who, mm-hmm. uh, it was, and it was about bringing Alex Jones back. Because it looks like he has brought quite a few people back. I think he just reinstated Jordan Peterson. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yet. Yeah. yeah. I just saw Babylon And then Jordan B. Peterson re- requested, I guess I recently had uh, Michael Rechtenwald to come back. So people have been like tweeting at him and requesting that he reinstate certain people. Lost American Vagabond, excuse me. Go ahead. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, Courtney Turner. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Right. But uh <laughs> So he, but so they have been suggesting, of course, that you bring back Alex Jones, and he has said no. Um, and then Alex responded, which I thought was very interesting. Ah, I hadn't seen that. Let's see if I go ahead, keep going. I'm gonna yeah, this so and Al- see. he didn't. Well, obviously, he didn't respond on Twitter that? because. Um, oh, 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 I see. Yeah, he, the video. He's not on Twitter, but Elon said no. So yeah, uh, you know, and there were some other very interesting. Before we get to Alex's response, I thought there were some other interesting things where. Uh, Elon was saying, like, if there's negative uh, information or negative responses, that he's going to essentially shadow ban that. And uh, so that's not really quite the free speech application that I think people were hoping for. So should I read this? Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, they can see it on the screen if you want to read it. Oh, it's already. Okay. Sorry. We we don't have the the screen up, so I can't see what they're saying. Sorry. Uh, But yeah, so uh, to me, that doesn't really look like you know, this uh, free speech savior. Yeah, <laughs> that, well, uh, we could read it for the podcast version of it, though. I mean, go ahead. Sure, read it. yeah. So new Twitter policy, this is from Elon, for those who are listening and can't see it. New Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative hate tweets will be max deboosted and demonetized, so no ads or other revenue to Twitter. You won't find the tweet unless you specifically seek it out, which is no different from the rest of the internet. I guess that's yeah. the justification. Except for it. it really is, though, right? And so th- the point here that is so important, even with you know this, including the first, oh, dang it, I just closed it, including the first tweet, is it's very interesting that we see. Uh, by the way, look at we just caught this live on the show. I this is happening, and I don't know if it's only to me. Mm-hmm. I doubt it is. Yeah. Look, oh, by the way, we see right there, Kathy Griffin. Jordan Peterson, Babylon B. Yeah. Apparently the ones Trump decision has been made, but apparently he unilaterally decided Alex is a no. You know, it's very right. interesting. But watch watch this, guys. So it says tweet is unavailable. So I, I think this is something I'm seeing a lot of weird Twitter issues lately. Now watch if I refresh it, I believe it comes back. Watch. 
No, not this time. Did he no. delete his tweet? Maybe that happened. But a lot of the, a lot of that. Oh, there, there it is. See, look, now it's back. So there, there's oh. something weird going on, and I don't think it's a choice. Yes. It could be censorship, but I think it's more just a glitch. Like but there's weird there stuff that keeps also, happening. Also, and I posted this. I don't know if you have. I, I had sent it to you also, but where there's certain ones where it's saying you can't like this, and it'll say we have to keep Twitter a place for a healthy conversation. Take a screenshot. I'll put it up on the screen. I think she um, already did. It's in, it's I sent it to you, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's also why you can't share this. So he's pulling it up. Yeah, those two. That's interesting. Well, so, you know, keep going. The point, the, yeah, the so, point is that what's interesting about this is there's obviously things that are happening that don't align with the point before I bring this image up. So the point here, guys, yeah. is what he's saying is new Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Always, there's been a part of this that's not just about whether you're there. This has been this comment that I've been making about, you know, we're It's already there. part of the public square. Well, that too. But like, for instance, we're having a conversation, we're present. Right. But it's it's a different world today where it's like not it's like newspapers and whether or not you're allowed to distribute them. We're here broadcasting. But the problem is, just like he's talking about, the, the de, de, you know, demoting them, the suppression yeah. of it. If nobody knows where you are, unless they know exactly where that link is, there's, it's the same thing. Well, because you're never, nobody will will happen across it in an organic search, even if it's the most popular thing happening. I mean, it, that's censorship. Yeah, it would be like if you and I have this podcast and we mute his mic. And, yeah, exactly. Right? I, I mean, like, right. Well, he's here. We, we didn't keep you out of the room. What's going on? How you doing? I mean, come on, dude. What's going on? You guys can hear yeah. me right a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, Well, but you know, it's it's it isn't it is important though to make the you know the, the point, and again, it is. you can go into what Alex said in that video. But yeah. the point is that well, well, you know, you don't know for sure, and I've said this from the very beginning. It's just Elon Musk is in control of it, therefore he is responsible for everything happening. However, yeah. we do know that there are caveats to be discussed about whether these are people doing things or what. You know, it's I think well, it's always going to go forward like that, where it's going to be like we don't know for sure whether it's him or somebody in the office or whatever. And that's, totally, uh, or or if he's deflecting so they didn't take, have to take ownership point. or responsibility, right? Um, but before we get into that, I, I would love you to pull mm -hmm. up, I'm these up right because. Now. Um, and I'll read it for those who are just listening. So the first one is why you can't share this. And it says, we have to keep, we try to keep Twitter a place for a healthy conversation. So we've disabled most of the ways to engage with this tweet. And if you want to talk about it, you can still quote tweet it. And then the other one is why you can't like this. And it, it's basically the same thing. Um, Something to do with elections, right? Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, it could be. Oh, the, the no, tweet it itself. Is. Yeah, the exactly tweet itself. What this yeah, tweet is about it's about elections. So very curious. But but right? the question is, is it because it's an election topic that's like doubting the election, or is it because of what's being said in there, or there's something that's like? Because here's the point. I I do my art. It looks like it's just straight up election stuff, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. But back to his point. What he's talking about is negative or hate. But the, then what you talked about, what you tweeted, the point is who defines what's negative and what's hate. It's right. the same problem in reverse. It's the same thing they did before. We're talking hate speech or hate. There, it's a subjective choice, yep. right? And so that whether it's election or something else, we don't even get to know. He just simply goes, oh, well, you're sorry. We decided this one's not healthy. Right. This is exactly, if not worse than before. I mean, let's just yeah. be real. And it's whether or not there's other people now being allowed while others are being censored. You know, this is that problem where the people that now feel like they're being allowed to say things they couldn't before are now like, no, it's all different, but yep. they're not seeing this or not choosing not to. Well, let's not forget, this is the guy who said that, you know, it's really a shame that we don't have WeChat right. in this country. Yeah, exactly, because we all know what that's leading to, right? Right, right. and he said, and he his response was, uh, oh, so the other guy asked him, you want to make Twitter like WeChat? He said, yes, only better. Right. And what's his version of better? It's probably more surveillance and more, honestly, it's more censorship, it looks like. It's well, just of a different variation. It's It boils down to whether he has designs to use it against us or not. You're creating a a, a, a central location for all digital access for yeah. individuals. So it's a digital ID yeah. and it's control. So if let's say Elon leaves, someone else comes into place, so they go, oh, guess what? We don't like that you're saying this now. Yeah. You're cut off, you know, and then you don't have access to your bills to be paid, your your driver's license. That's why the digital ID pipeline is clearly being funneled through Twitter right now. Yeah. It's it's alarming to me that and people can't see that. And what he's doing with the, the, the monetization now with the blue check marks that everybody can pay for them and right. the, this subscription model i really don't like that's a good question i thought about it i'm all on the fence to be honest what are you doing i just want to do it and get a screenshot of it and then, then i'll be happy 
but it's almost kind of meaningless now, isn't it? It is Because now, now, now the still. people that were like actual blue checks are like raising their nose to it. Like, right. it, and so not that that matters, but it's kind of like, it's ultimately, I think I don't want to get into it. I feel like the non-blue check is now going to be the well, way to I go. I also <laughs> don't like it because now it's like you're putting your credit card information that too. into it. And I think that's that really what it's about because- I think, you know, I go back to that meme where, you know, the guy says, thank you so much, Elon, for valuing free speech. And the bubble over his head says, uh, Ryan, data. Ryan, check your audio input and see if it says broadcast or multi-channel. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the the bubble over Elon's head is, is data. data. And okay. I always hear it in, like, the Beavis and Butthead voice, you know, it's like, data, data. Okay, there we go, guys. Is that better? Oh, my God. So jump, keep, let's jump into the next part yeah, of this, guys. So the, the interesting part about this is you've got a lot of people that are, are under this, myself included, going yeah. reinstate TLAV, you know, yeah. and, and the point, what should Twitter do next? This is what started that conversation mm-hmm. where, people, where people stepped in and said, bring back Alex Jones. And they right. said, no. And so not only is he openly telling people that we're, that he's just personally deciding, or I, I mean, who knows, there could be a panel for all we know, but right. there, we've already decided that's not allowed. So free speech is off the table. Like free, we're talking at the very best free speech with limits. That's not free speech. No. Right. So then opening the door to like a, a right introduction to hate speech, apparently, <laughs> which is just the strangest thing in the world. That they, so there are right characters on the right of this conversation oh, yeah, yeah. acting like this is the, you know, <laughs> this is not exactly the same thing as censoring hate speech. It's, you know, just different perspective perspective. But then we have to talk about all the doctors and stuff like that. And it's interesting that we're not seeing that be the very first thing that happens. Yeah. Right? I mean, Babylon B, which I'm glad they're back. Sure. What an interesting choice to bring back first. Well, you know? but they hosted Elon. Remember, they did that <laughs> podcast. So uh, I'm sure they're BFF and uh, it's, it's advantageous for him. Yeah. Well, it, well, it, it definitely. But I think I also do think that he kind of has made this line about like parody and, you know, like he brought Kathy Griffin back, yeah. even though she impersonated him. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the line. I don't know. But I think, I mean, obviously, as people are like Dr. Eli David is like, well, what about all McCullough, Malone, all these different people, whatever you think of them, are experts, have the credentials and have the right to speak on these things. And in fact, have a right to be wrong on them, whether they know, right. you know, and so, yeah, they're still gone. So Alex's point was that there's a lot of pressure on him, like the ADL and on a lot Elon, of on Elon. On Elon yeah. yeah. Like these uh, NGOs and, uh, you know, doesn't he have fuck you money? Isn't that his whole thing? Like, come on, you guys, why you got to cave to these uh, bastards? Yeah. Dude? Well, come but, on. But here's the thing. Is that what's happening or is that an excuse? Yeah, exactly. Right? Think, you know what I mean? It's well, an excuse. It's an excuse. I think yeah. it's yeah. an excuse. And I think that it's just, sorry, family friendly show. I know my bad. What's that? I know it's a family friendly show, my bad, but I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Well, uh, we never really established that, to be quite honest. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I just think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's interesting also, this is, you know, a little bit separate, but how Alex handles a lot of these cases. um, Because I I understand why he does it, but there there is a bit of a, I think, pandering. And what we were talking about before we we came on the show, we were talking about this uh, off air. uh, And I, is that I think there are a lot of us who recognize why he's doing that mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, totally get it. But I think the concern is that a lot of people don't because people are not dialectical dissidents. <laughs> right. And, it, you know, they just kind of fall line, you know, in line with the narrative at whether regardless of where it's coming from. Right. And, you know, Alex says, oh, well, he basically is championing Elon. He's championing R- right. Rogan, like these various characters. And instead of looking at the dynamic, because it is very nuanced with these characters who are, you know, under a lot of pressure and who are really taking the brunt of the fight for a lot of the masses in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. And to understand that that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, again, it's not binary, that there's a lot of nuance to it. And that's my concern when he supports these people and it gives them a pass. Well, the the other thing, too, is that he doesn't have FU money. Like all of his money comes from the U.S. government. Elon? Yeah. Well, oh, he does. He right, does. So, he does have a lot of investments. He's a DARPA he's, operative. Yeah. So. I agree with all that. But most of his money is, I understand, that is tied up in Tesla stock. So he could sell it if he wanted to. Sure. And make yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, but except, that's why he had to get money for Twitter. Except Tesla is a part of, you know, NSA, DARPA. I, yes. So I mean, much a part of Tesla's of, funding yeah, right, is yeah. not. Well, he's, he's connected to the government private. is it's the objective private way to part, say that. Private corporate partnership yeah. is what it is. He's got a lot of government ties to like everything he's doing. I mean, you can't miss that. You know, it's, it's. No, awesome. I mean, SpaceX works with NASA. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you just, you can't miss it. He's got government ties in everything, everything. that he does. Yeah, exactly. You know, so what's in, it's just interesting that, that so the, the point Courtney was making is kind of the cover 
of saying that, whether that's his intention or not. Right. And what Alex is doing is essentially giving cover yeah. to this person, even though he just pretty much was like, no, Alex, that's not happening. You know, and it's interesting that's going to be the case. But whether or not he is being, it's a very clear kind of right partisan argument that Elon is under attack by the billionaires. I even saw like Luke Radowski and Tim Pool talking about, yep. I'm just like, come on, like we can't know that for sure. No. I mean, you can see that there are powerful people that may not want this to happen. That doesn't mean there's an establishment effort, especially since, I mean, either way, I think the point is it's undefined and what he's doing. That's the real thing to look at. Always action, not words, right. is in line with the same agenda. So it's, well, it's hard not I, to see that. And I think the real agenda for him is technocratic. I think I agree. You know, and when you talk about again, like the two party paradigm, right? I think they pit, and currently we're seeing this kind of come to a head. And Brzezinski talked about this in his writing. Kissinger talked about this in his writing. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of these, uh, you know, global elite texts have illustrated that they would do this with the hitting the East and the West against each other. And we're seeing they, they put the, the communist socialist uh, philosophy pitted up against the fascist, uh, you know, corporatocracy, right. But what, what is the, they want that to create the warring factions Mm -hmm. to negate. So you have a a destruction of both. They both implode. And what are they going to march in with as their quote unquote solution? Mm -hmm. It's the technocracy. Exactly. They've talked about that. And I think Elon is part of the, the technocratic elite. I mean, whether you, whether you, he knows that or not, right. I do. Agree. I, I think he does. And I, I agree with that, kind of but does, whether or not whether he does, does, it's irrelevant. Everything. This is what I can't, I can't believe anybody can miss this right now. Everything in the world, literally everything happening, foreign policy, COVID-19, every solution, action, endpoint leads in the same direction. Every single thing, including Elon Musk and Twitter and Ukraine. I mean, it's just, I mean, Ukraine is like, again, remember, they're the country that said, we're the first country to initiate the, all the great reset, to, yep. like in the middle of an invasion. Like, it's just, everything doesn't make sense, you know? And so I think we just need to question if this is just the same, you know, you know, uh, out, what's that statement, the, the comment, the uh, new boss, same as the old boss kind of a thing, right, you know, right. same old thing. I just want to shout out Liberty Lockdown. Clint Russell says, so disappointing when he, he's encapsulating the, the tweet. If you claim to value free speech and claim you purchased Twitter for that explicit purpose, which he did, there is no justification for this. Oh, and still no Trump. What a fraud. Well, you know, I, I think that's a fair assessment with what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah. Oh, there was Comet Risty that said that. I, I think you tweeted the same thing. But yeah, define negative, define hate. But either way, any, any last comments on the Twitter segment? Because I think it's just, you know, question everything, guys. We need to be very skeptical about where that goes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, I'm good. And, and stop looking for saviors. I think yes, that's, that's yes. really the key message here, I think. The mm-hmm. big takeaway is people are so hungry for to have somebody step in and save free speech, for instance. And it's really, it's up to us to do that. Yes. It's up to, you know, the people. It's not up to Elon to do it for us. It's not up to Trump. It's not up to Alex Jones or whoever your quote unquote mess- messianic figure is, you know, it's, it's exactly. really up to us. So. Well, and it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, I would even take it a step further. And I know that's what you're saying. Yeah. It's up to us that they're, it, they don't get to decide it's not there. It's always there. Always. It's just about them choosing to ignore and, 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 uh, challenge, I guess, attack that. Right. It's yeah. always there. Just like the constitution, it's inherent. They yeah. just wrote it down. It's God given. It's always been there. And that's, Absolutely. that's the real takeaway, you know? I, I did a little, and we won't go down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. but, but I'm just going to say this as a little quick. Uh, I've done some digging on the Anderson Constitution. Which What's are you, no. The Anderson Constitution was the initial Freemason Constitution ah, interesting. in 1723. Interesting. And it is the, it, it evolved through many stages. Then there was, uh, Ben Franklin uh, did a rendition of it in 1734. And that that's when it went kind of uh, much more widespread. And it is what our constitution is uh, predicated upon, hmm. which is a little bit disconcerting, but that's a, yeah. whole, a rabbit hole for another well, day. Yeah. I mean, as you know, you pr- everything we could point at in our history seems to tie back to the same thing. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Right. Well, they were a bunch of, this oh, is why right, I couldn't right. sleep last night, by the way. But yeah, yeah go on. Good, They're all a bunch of Freemasons. So it's not, not it's a big truth. Yeah, yeah, it's the truth. I mean, it's not even a secret, you know, what, yeah. even though it's weird that it is a secret, like nobody points at it, but it's a public discussion and there's Freemason, you know, groupings all around in your cities. And, you know, not, I mean, but I don't even think that means what it used to in these no. groups, no, have, no, no. you know, it's, but it's interesting, but I think the I, constitution has you know these tenants and it doesn't even have to be the constitution it's no, just the no, idea no. That we have the right to these things that we believe uh, we do inalienable rights. wherever they came from yeah Absolutely. you know i think that's important for sure 
Um, well, I'll, I'll jump into the next topic yeah. here I had that I think I've yeah. got a few of them lined up, but I, I think the one that I really wanted to make sure we got to today yeah. was this. Uh, oh, not that one. It's the deep fake discussion or the electric discussion. I've got a bunch of them here. This is an, this one is really interesting. So as I, I pointed this out, here's an example of how this works. So during lockdown, Canada was exposed for giving unnecessary oh. do not resuscitate orders. Right. We did a whole segment on this, actually multiple segments. There was multiple overlaps to this conversation. You know, Gareth, I covered the, uh, what was it? The Medazolam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we, there was, this was all over happening simultaneously. But we know that in Canada, they gave unnecessary do not resuscitate orders. Yeah. And in the UK, by the way. And this is the crazy part is they did this to people in, in UK. I'm speci- specifically speaking of, they did it to people that had like uh, dyslexia. Yeah, I, I literally proved that case on the show. So if someone has a learning disability and if they fall down the stairs, they won't go rescue them. I and mean, that's what that means. Do not resuscitate. Yep. And it just blew my mind to those with learning. Oh, I wrote it right there with learning disabilities and mental illness. It was an outrage. Now that it's been normalized, they come uh, out with the public program. And this is what it's Globe and Mail. Canada will now made. allow. Well, that too. I have the clip oh, we okay. can play. Canada will allow assisted dying for mental illness starting in March. Here it has the, it says, has there been an. Has there been enough time to get it right? And so for the point, I, I'll make it clear because somebody commented on this in this tweet. I'm not saying, I think everybody has the right to make their own choice. Anything that pertains to their body, mm. right? So you you want to ultimately take your own life because of whatever the reason, that's your choice. Right. I kind of think it's dumb to pretend it's illegal anyway. What are you going to do? They killed themselves. Right, right. But, but that being but, but said. To have a government uh, institution and all this funding going to right. medical, it made medical assistance in dying. That's what it's called. I got it, it right here, actually. I think that's the clip. Go ahead and go ahead and explain and it. And they, it. yeah, they talked about how, uh, you know, they used financial right justification, which was so incredibly preposterous because they said they saved $90 million, which the amount that, first of all, they spend to do this is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And they, what the amount of aid they're giving to Ukraine, I, I mean, $90 million, like it, it sounds like a lot of money, but compared to what they spend, it, it, it's a drop in the bucket. Right. We just, I mean, they just, they just casually brought up 40 billion to send to Ukraine after the trillions that have already gone, but they quibble about feeding them, feeding people or right. social service. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Did so you see the, the, and but, I'm so sorry. No, before you get to that, what, the, the list that you put, like, you know, the, the uh, mental health, the disabled, like all of these, hello, eugenics. This is exactly the argument that, that the eugenicists yeah. made. I'm glad you said that. Cause I, that's the main point that I didn't bring up at the beginning. That's what this is. I mean, that's there's exactly what this is and it's being executed through uh right now we're really seeing canada and the uk push really really hard for it and by the way who are the leading forces in the 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 new world order agenda right i mean uh, even klaus said that trudeau was going to be you know leading the way in taking the new, new world order agenda to fruition just a quick sidestep did you guys see i played it at the end of a show i did i think with steve but did you guys see that the World Government Summit yeah. had a video on YouTube and they labeled it. Yeah, I, I made a whole meme with that. Did you? Yeah, yeah I, sent, I sent it to you. I sent you the meme. Oh, was it, oh, at the end, I, I didn't. Think, even I think I texted it to your show. No, I oh, okay, it was okay. a couple okay. days ago. I, I texted it to you. But either way, that's just hilarious. So yeah. we're talking about the the New World Order, and it literally is their title for the video is I'll "Are We Ready you. for a New World Order?" And YouTube's like conspiracy theory. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, Scott makes some outstanding memes, by the way. Yeah, you have, yeah. Like, like I've been saying, you have a meme maker on staff now. Yeah, so, yeah. Damn, yeah I really want like a meme book, so maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe we need to work on that. I've, I've saved that. all my memes. I have like, I have like a like, meme book. Yeah, that would be because awesome. People are seem to be incapable of actually reading, but they love memes, and so we'll just make all of the. Uh, issues into memes and maybe people will learn hey memes you know memetics and gen they have there's a it's obvious that they're powerful they're right? really they saw powerful. that with the election they were talking about memes go. and facebook ads and stuff i yeah. sent i sent you two links and Got the first it. one i was going to say too is that like you're the fourth d in your uh, oh, thing you should be death because all their agendas are driving towards death man it it's is. like it really really is and like so well, the other the other the, the, the other link i yeah. sent you ryan is this uh i don't know if you pulled up there but it's a children's activity book Put out by the Canadian government to help them understand what MAID is, medically assisted oh, in dying no. activity book. Yeah, you know what? You I, and I, yeah. you brought this up I know, a while I brought, back. Yeah, yeah, a while back. We yeah, talked yeah. about this. So yep. Scott was way ahead of this. So yep, we we yep. talked about this on a show that Scott and I did. Yep. Way, or like yep. a month ago almost. Yeah, right? so it's like a kid's bo- activity just, book to help them understand the concept of it. Yeah, exactly. I, 
before we move past this, I want to show the image just since I brought it up. That yeah. just yeah. grabbed me real quick. Now this is the, the, uh, to get, to be fair. I took so Luke Radowski posted some meme, but he they cropped it really bad, and like half of it was cropped off. So I fixed it and made it better. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. <laughs> Well, yeah, awesome. so, you know, it, I mean, it's just, it's so silly. I mean, that's just the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, there's like a fact check. It says the New World Order is a conspiracy theory. Seriously. Which uh, hypothesizes secretly emerging totalitarian world government. And the, literally the video title is, is are, are we, we ready for, for a New, new world, world Order? And it's the World Government Summit. The I world mean, it's how you can't get any more. I made the joke that this is, I'm not even the joke. <laughs> it's gaslighting. This, this is, what, is gaslighting. Yeah, this, it is. If anybody wondered what gaslighting is, that that's it. Well, I, but see, I don't even think this is, I think this is an accident. I think what what this is is what Corbett and I have talked about that they literally broke themselves to yeah. censor the truth. Yeah. Because uh-huh. these algorithms don't understand that nuance. They are like, okay, so there's rules, and right. then they just go, oh, but censor this one, even though it doesn't well, and this, it, it doesn't compute, and they end up blocking things out, and having is, glitches. This know. is something uh, uh, Patrick Wood and I talked about. Mm-hmm. I, I had. I need to get him on. Dude. He, yes. He's awesome. <laughs> I can put you in touch. But yes. He, uh, he and I talked about this. How right now they're in this data uh, collection phase of yeah. their uh, Ooh, AI, yeah. right? Yeah. I, they, they're, they're just trying to amass insane amounts of data, all the data they can possibly mine. But what they haven't figured out, and, and we, we surmise that they're going to realize that there's no way for the AI to keep up with this data. It's too incredibly cumbersome. There's just... It's, there's no way they're going to be able to filter through all of it. So you're going to have well, more would, and more of these kind of glitches. I would argue the AI is what is capable of that. They're not. I would argue. Right? Well, I, mean, I actually don't think the AI is capable of funneling through in, in a directed uh, manifestation that the, the mm-hmm. danger. Give it enough lie. time. Give it enough time. Like right now, it's just collecting data, and eventually they're going to have whatever they need. To. I, I think I it's think far past. No, that. Really, I, 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 think, I think they're far past the data collection, but. You have no idea the amount of data they have to be able to track all of that. I mean, really think about that. Even oh, yeah. even I with agree. AI, I actually think there's going to be there's going to be grave consequences mm-hmm. and ramifications for it because right. I don't think the AI AI does a human has to program. You know, it's essentially like taking an equation, right, and plugging an equation into a calculator, and then it comes out with the you know the it processes and gives you the results and mm-hmm. gives you the variations, right? But the AI will magnify whatever the input is from the human. Well, yes, that's assuming we're not at the point when I agree whether we can even get to that point of like sentient singularity level. And that the, do, do you guys see that the Tyler that. video? Tyler. Oh, where this this robot basically takes over, and they're not sure whether it was the human or the robot. I can send you that link. And no. we, can, we don't well, have to show yeah. it now, but yeah, that that that's that's definitely. I mean, the, the the question of whether that is happening or they're capable of it. Whitney and I have talked about that a lot. About even the whole thing about uh, Eric Schmidt and Google or former Google coming out and saying like, remember that there was that whole story where that guy came out and basically leaked that they reached the singularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. came back and were like, no, 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 he's lying. I we we actually thought that was all set up just to make us think that they were trying to hide that they did. Yeah. Right? Even though that hadn't yeah. happened, but who, who ultimately knows? By the way, just those that are watching on the screen, it just you just saw the weird thing from Twitter happen again. This tweet is unavailable. So there's clearly they're clearly having there's problems. Some there's glitch. something going on where things are un, you know being it's still not there. But I will bet you if I keep going, it'll yeah, it's back, right? So there's something strange going on, and I don't yeah. think that's by choice. It could be the over like we just talked about an attempt yeah. to censor, or it could be that maybe he did fire too many people. <laughs> maybe they are struggling. <laughs> Who ultimately knows? But before we get too too far past this, I wanted to or make maybe sure... the AI can't keep up. This is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, but yes, but that wouldn't really be AI essentially if we're talking about the sense of like the you know, artificial intelligence, the way that people talk about it, like the, you know, sentient, it's doing its own thing. Right. We're still talking about like a computer program where they're pumping in data. And then I agree that that means that if you put in bad data, they'll get bad results, no matter how smart it may be. Yeah. That's to your point, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree exactly. completely. But so back on this point, though, so what they're saying here, Canada will allow assisted dying for mental illness starting in March. So the problem is not that they're saying, yeah, go ahead, you can do that. That should have never been their choice to begin with. But this is what Courtney was pointing out, that they're this is being co- coaxed. Like we'll get into the next part. Like as, as again, as Scott pointed out, the made doctor, the, a literally, literally a crayon style book for medical assistance for children. I mean, that's what this is. That's disgusting. It's it's so reprehensible. And so we have. Uh, well, I'll just play the made video first since you brought that up. Here's the full version. I'll just play this clip. And th- this is literally they're talking about people being allowed for now. You know that who knows what will change. Right. Just because they're poor, they're now be given the option to take their own lives. 
you know, how, I mean, how can you change so rapidly from being that's not allowed to now being, you know, do it because you're unhappy? What, how long until you start getting children that want, are unhappy? Or, right. You know, this like, is just- like the children who are confused about their gender because they've been giving this messaging. Right. Right. I don't know if this is the video you're showing, but there was a guy who uh, he was going to be homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I heard. I that, heard that right? one. Yeah, that yeah, he yeah. was going to be homeless. And so. Uh, was, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. And then he was so depressed that they were like, yeah, we're going to help you off yourself. Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury, but has started the process for end of life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition, I wouldn't survive it anyway. Farsud meets the criteria for MAID, physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsud's real reason for MAID is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsud needs a second to do the same. There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access MAID in about a month. I don't wish to be dead, Um, even with the pain, even with the meds. I still want to be here. That doesn't really seem to add up, you know, ultimately like, and like, here's a better example. This guy, this guy, this is Viva Frey. Twitter is the new Hitler. He writes, sorry, but I'm done being polite. This, this video will probably be a little more upsetting. The point is that these people, there's people that are in these positions that are essentially, you know, you could say forced, but you, or you could say aggressively coerced, manipulated, like with the injection, right? Same idea. That is force. Just like with yeah. the injections, like if you're being coerced into something you don't want and like your livelihoods on the line, yeah. like, so there, we have people in Canada. In that Marxism, are, it's called mid, mid-level violence. And it's yeah. also kind of like the transgender thing. Like you're given one side of the story. Hey, this is the solution to all your problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's not like, you know, but it's not to your benefit. It's some other higher uh, you know, serving some other higher purpose, but you're just a patsy that's being duped into doing something drastic, being sold that this is, oh, this will fix all your problems. Yeah. And right. it's also, it's a, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yep. yep. Exactly. Exactly. And so in this guy's case, he doesn't want this to happen. That's right. that, this, I just blows my mind. Your Foley went from being active and healthy to disabled and helpless because of a rare neurological disease. He wants assisted home care. Instead, he says he's being offered a medically assisted death. I have not received the care that I need to relieve my suffering and only been offered assisted dying. Like if I had self-directed funding, then I'd be fine. But but if you weren't, you just you can just apply to get an assisted if you want it to end your life. Like you know, I mean, you don't have to do it in some dramatic manner. You can apply for assisted, you know. In the second, Foley is told he will be charged more than $1,500 a day if he doesn't go home, with the suggestion he can apply for the right to die. What's the plan that you know of? Roger, this is not my show. I told you my piece of this Mm -hmm. was to talk to you about if you had interest in assisted dying. In essence, the tape speaks about encouraging him um, or asking him if he's interested in assisted dying rather than working with him to provide the services that he needs. So it's clear as a lawyer that the safeguards are not uh, sufficient to protect Canadians and something needs to be done. You've already This ethicist reviewed the audio clips. Sad and shocking. Tom Koch also worries that with growing pressure on health budgets, discussions like this may become more common. When the issue of the care of the fragile becomes simply a matter of financial expediency, when we're given the option of a rapid death rather than a complex life, then we are all at risk. It's so unsettling, Avis, but there must be guidelines. Well, the guidelines that we found say that patients have to volunteer for assisted death and that there should be no external pressure. Um, was there pressure put on here? Certainly Mr. Foley feels that way. So there's, the audio is obviously damning. What is the hospital saying? Well, we know that the hospital officials have had the tapes for about two weeks and Mr. Foley and his lawyer haven't heard anything. We asked for a statement and we've not heard back. Absolutely wow. unreal. 
Well, just since we're in the same vein here, let me just play these other two videos and then we can we can jump to the next topic yeah. here. This is a, there's a couple five times August, who by the way we, we got to I got to play with at the uh what was the place called? Yeah. Scott? Um the Cobra. The Cobra, yeah. The Cobra yeah. Shout out to Brad. Time. Shout out to Brad. Five yeah. times yeah, August. Yeah, and they're just... gonna be playing at yep. our event on January fourteenth. Right, yep, right. yep, 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 yeah. Or, or, yep. Yeah. Hopefully January fourteenth. That's some, the somewhere around, <laughs> there, somewhere <laughs> around the venue. But also yeah. uh cool. but also he just came out with a new album, you guys check it out. And yeah. it was like number one on, on like iTunes too. Like he's crushing yeah, dude. So Brad five times August, check him out. And I believe I'll be playing there, right? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But so uh, here's the, here's one of the videos that he played, and then I'm going to play one from Tucker as well. Both about the exact same thing, and this gets even more alarming when we're talking about. Now, this is actually some one of these crossover into like the abortion conversation, and the other one is just about allowing minors to actually take their own lives, and that's what the maid thing that Scott pointed out is about. Let's play this one first. <sighs> I believe that was this one, right? Prime yeah. Minister of New Zealand, and we love you, New Zealanders. That yeah, watch. we love the people in New York and Seattle. And there, too. He is, there she is, and um, she uh, has allowed the most extreme abortion law in the world. Jacinda, this is the Arden. Prime Minister of New Zealand. Abortions will now be available on demand for any reason, up to birth. Sex selective abortions will be legalized, meaning. If you find out you are having a boy and you want a girl, you can abort the baby. If you're having a Ridiculous. girl and you want a boy, you can abort the baby. It's murder. The current 20-week limit for disability selective abortion will be scrapped, and abortion will be available up to birth for disabilities, including a cleft lip, a club foot, and Down syndrome. There will be no requirement that a doctor be involved with providing an abortion. How insane. How many women are going to die from that? There will be no legal requirement that babies born alive after a failed abortion will be given medical support. There will be no legal requirement that pain relief be given to babies being aborted between 20 weeks and birth. And they can feel pain at that time. There will be no legal restrictions on controversial methods of abortion such as intact dilation and extraction abortions, also known as partial birth abortion. That's when you allow a baby to be partially born and then you kill it and then and you do that for the harvesting of the parts. It's really disconcerting. Like, I mean, you, I've made my stance clear on, even though I do feel like it is, it, you know, put like from a personal standpoint and then also having my, my, perspective on how anybody can make their own choices with their own body those and that, they do conflict right but i mm-hmm. but i can make that stance that has to be as important well, but in this case what i was going to say though is that you're you're moving this so far to a point to where now oh well i don't like the way their hair looks i don't like like or you know that's a bad example since it's inside but like i don't like you know that they're a, a boy or a girl or that it looks like they have down syndrome or these are these are subjective choices that 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 child could have a happy healthy life and they're just choosing they don't want it for any reason right up until birth like i don't know how anybody can be okay with that i also think that you know when you're saying that they're in conflict there's a huge difference between saying that people have autonomy and agency over their their body Mm -hmm. and their lives essentially and saying that there should be government entities assisting them to kill themselves oh that's a good point it's very a big difference. very big yeah. and also incentivizing them i mean it's the same thing we're seeing with i i think the trans uh, issue is very similar mm-hmm. because it a kid who's seven years old doesn't just wake up i mean there's always outliers and yes you know there's i mean that's a very confusing age anyway you know kids are confused but most kids don't wake up and say oh I think I'm a boy today if they're mm. a girl. That That's just not all that, you know, they're being fed this messaging and they're being fed that the solution is then to do something drastic and that's irreversible. Mm. This is, this is criminal. This is tragic. Yep. Normally if a child woke up and they were confused, you would talk to that child. You yeah. wouldn't say, Oh, let's rush to a doctor and get you puberty blockers and, right. you know, mutilate you. I, and it's it, the same thing. If somebody wakes up, a lot of people, and this is something, it's not a uh, popular thing to talk about. And it can, But most people, and children included, have had some point in their life a thought of, oh, like, 
I'm kind of depressed. And dysmorphia like, really too. Some dysmorphic well, thinking. Dysmorphia you know? too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was, I was actually referring to like, with suicide. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's not, again, this is a pretty, you know, unpopular thing to say, but it's really not that uncommon for it's somebody not. to, at some point in their yeah. life, have had that thought. Everybody and that has. doesn't mean, oh, well, we should help you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't even necessarily mean that they're clinically depressed. It might mean they had a really bad day and right. that was an option that crossed their mind. Or if they, we can, you know, whether the clinical depression is, you know, the, 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 I think the point that I like what you made there is that, you know, it comes to, if you have an industry, right. no matter how you look at that, there's going to be incentives to grow that yes. industry. And the point is here that you have people like advertisements and graphics. And so you might have a person that would never even have thought about that. They're right. going like, oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that what people do? And yeah. we're talking like your point, children, kids. Even even They're people so impressionable. Like, if they can't smoke a cigarette, drive a car, join the military, doing numerous other things until they're 18 because we've decided they're not they don't have the capacity to make those choices. Everybody makes this argument, but it's it's the best argument. Right. How do we pretend this makes sense? You know, you can have a sex change for you know the irreversible for the rest of your life. And what was the other thing? There was something else I brought up the other day with you know, there's these caveats where like that one's okay, but you can't smoke a cigarette. It just doesn't make any sense. No, you know, these kids don't understand what they're doing. And in you know, whether or not there's a I do believe there's an example of people, children who have some kind of an issue or just decide they want that, whatever. Right. But the kid has to be grow- a point to where they can make a conscious choice to understand the, cons- the consequences. Mm-hmm. That's the capacity. So if you want to turn 18 and do that, I've always do whatever you want, as long as you don't turn around and force me to call you something, say something, look at it a right. certain way. But I support your right to, uh, you know, like I said before, and I even get pushed back from my audience. It's like, I'll call you whatever you want. I really don't care mm-hmm. as long as you're not forcing me to. Yeah. You know, and that, that's because it's a respect factor. It's like people do have these things, but we're seeing a political fad kind of momentum happen right now. And it's with anything like this. And a personal one-on-one, like, you know, if I tell you I want to be called something, that's up to, you know, between us for you to decide, okay, and have that agreement amongst us. Yeah, individual. Diff- yeah, yeah, one-on-one interpersonal relationship is very different than, you know, a, a school deciding all teachers have to abide by this code of language. Mm-hmm. And that that's where the problem and I don't just mean school, but that's just an example. Right, right. Well, here's another video as well. And this just goes into the, a little step further. And then what's, yeah. what, what, the reason I frame it this way is like, you can see how in every angle here, there, it's, it's just, there's an effort weirdly to allow this to happen, whether you're an, not born, whether you're an infant, whether you're a minor, whether you're an adult. And it's just, it's an alarming shift to me. And then you overlap that with what happened during COVID-19 and other examples where there was obvious eugenics taking a having a play in all of this. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's impossible for me not to see that eugenics overlap with the technocratic future, the transhumanism, you know, the Golton Institute, all these things that definitely tie together. So watch right. this clip from Tucker. It's, it's, uh, it's unnerving. Margaret Marcilla is a mother who lives outside Toronto, Canada. She's got a 23 year old son who suffers from depression and diabetes. Also, he doesn't have a girlfriend on that basis alone. Doctors have just approved her son's assisted suicide. A doctor called Joshua Tepper signed off on it to kill the boy because he's sad and doesn't have a girlfriend. We know this because of the Substack Common Sense. You can read the details, and you should. They're shocking. This is about to become a lot more common in Canada as a way of cutting down on health care costs. By March, new law in Canada is expected to allow children to be killed by doctors, by state doctors, without the approval of their parents. This seems like a very big change in Western civilization. Charles Camacy is a professor at Creighton School of Medicine. He's the author of Losing Our Dignity. He joins us tonight. Um, I, I sure appreciate your coming on to assess this. We've had this conversation multiple times, and each time we do, we reach a new and more terrifying load. Doctors killing kids without telling their parents because the kids are depressed? Let's see if I have the laundry list right, Tucker, at this point. We've got kids now, or what they call mature minors. We've got the homeless. We talked about that last time. The poor, the disabled, those with chronic pain. Um, And then right before coming on, I researched the physicians group in Quebec that wants to kill newborn infants. That's what's coming next. The Toronto Star, Tucker, a very liberal paper in Canada, called this Hunger Games Social Darwinism. This is what happens, Tucker, when um, autonomy just goes nuts. I mean, you hate to, I, I really try never to invoke the Nazis because, you know, for many reasons. But they are famous for doing this exact thing. 
use doctors to murder the weakest in your society. And I thought that doctors kind of agreed after the Second World War not to do things like this. Yeah, you would think. And I'm the same way. I think we should be very, very hesitant to use those arguments. But at a certain point, Tucker, um, if the shoe fits, we Canada has to wear it. Now, the question is, can we stop this from coming to the United States? It hasn't got here yet. And I think we can. For- mm. Synthetic sex identity. Man, oh, man. Oh. I mean, it just that's it's almost hard to even act. How does that even real? I, I It's just un, unbelievable. We're at a point where we're now talking about children who are unhappy. And this, I mean, this is why we talked about yep. the first parts. It ties back in with the exact same concept that you're driving children to make choices in some level mm-hmm. or allowing them in every level at this yep. point to make choices that they're not ready to make, that they percentage-wise seem most to regret. Yep. And then ultimately you're at a point where they're, how there's no coming back from that. No. So then they're being funneled in. Well, guess what? Now you can take your own life because you're depressed. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, and without your parents' consent, I mean, my God, I can't even imagine. If I wouldn't, if I didn't know this was real, I would question whether this was a real story. Oh, of course. And it, most of these, as you said, that these, these cases, these transition cases, they do result in uh, suicides. And so now it's, you know, they're, they're just helping them along. So, okay, we're going to help you transition. And uh, then you're not going to be happy with your choice. And we'll, don't worry, we'll help you take your life too. And that's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I can, I can combat back and forth with that whole concept of like what I, you know, so if someone says, hey, call me this because I'm not a woman, I'd be like, hmm. Are you sure that's what's wrong? Like maybe like like let's yeah. see, did you clean your room today? Did you like uh go for a jog or something? Like right. you know what I mean? Like like having that conversation because yes, most of these people end up killing themselves. It's not because of bigotry and hate. It's because they have this like deep feeling inside of them that something's wrong. And if and they've been told, hey, if I change this thing, then I'm gonna all of a sudden all my problems are gonna go away. And they do that thing up to and including having some massive surgery, and then they realize that they're still depressed and uh-huh. life still is hard. Yep. And now you don't right. have a wiener. Like, I would kill myself, too. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, God. Yeah. Of no, course. I, I definitely think that it's an obvious... I mean, this is not hard to see how this is working, right? Where no. people are making choices based on what they're told, based on what the community thinks is the new popular, you know, oh, maybe it's because you're just a woman or a man. And they lean into it, like Scott just said. You know, and then and you find out life's a little more complicated than just, oh, that was the one problem. Now yeah. life is pretty, you know? Yeah. And it's just not that simple. And, and yeah. when you looked in, the, like, back in the, you know, the DSM is now on D- the fifth iteration, but DSM-1, they treated this like an identity disorder. And they would work with you to deal with whatever was creating that, to try and find the root cause. And, you know, you therapy. Which is there. which is a perfect transition yep, into this go. next topic because, okay, so there's actually a, a very powerful family who is responsible for a lot of this propaganda, a lot of this trans uh, propaganda. Yeah. And you know who those people are? They just happen to be included on this list, according to the Daily Mail, this list of uh, – People who are being uh, exposed in this unsealed. Do- okay, I'll just read the headline. So, yeah. dozens of court documents. <laughs> okay, yeah, dozens of court documents relating to eight of pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's associates. All the time is why I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> including billionaire. So, so they're releasing all this uh, Jeffrey Epstein's associates, including billionaire hotel magnet and female Brit. Blah blah. blah will be unsealed. So, who is this uh, billionaire hotel magnet? So, if you scroll down a little bit, you see this uh, Tom Pritzker. Wow, Tom Pritzker. Hmm, where have I heard that name before? Tom Pritzker. And so. The Pritzker family is a very powerful family who owns the Hyatt Hotel, right? I'm sure many of you know this, but like the Hyatt Hotel, uh, hit one of Tom's like uh, sons, or I can't remember what the association with, but one of the Pritzkers, J.B. Pritzker is the current governor of Illinois. So political power, like massive, like, you know, uh, you know, they have not only like in the private sector, you know, they have all these like equity firms, investment funds, all this stuff. So super powerful in that regard. And then also, you know, political power as well. And then um, if you look up Jennifer Pritzker, um, formerly, I can't remember what his, her name was when she was a man, but uh, you know, so this, and then this family has opened at like uh, the, okay, here we go. So uh, they have the university of Minnesota's Institute for sexual and gender health. And so they fund all of these like institutional medical uh, there's a Pritzker Pritzker family foundation. All of it is like uh, transgender stuff. That's all it is. So that's, that's what they do. That's what they do. So, so what do you, what do you think is at the crux of this? 
Well, right. Is it really just about getting rid of a population? I think more nuanced than that. Probably, probably, probably. There's, there's there's a lot of that going on. I mean, we know a lot of Jeffrey Epstein's research in terms of like right. you know like the Uber mention type of stuff yep. and like all that crazy stuff. And so there's a lot of overlap there. Do you think it could be partly just experimentation, like yeah. with the COVID nineteen? Yeah, thing? like because yeah. we know Epstein that overlap with all like the MIT Harvard kind of like bioengineering research with right. like Charles Lieber and those yep. kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is this just another form of trying to experiment with? Like the mental side, I don't know. I mean, I just, well, I don't, I find it hard to always boil it down to just getting rid of, you know, depopulation. Well, sure. I, do agree I think so. I think, I think it's multifaceted, and I've gone through this, this um, you know, a few times before. But so I think there's many, you know, components to it. One, I do think it, it's a ritualistic, satanic ritual. Yeah, there's some the of that. occult worship, like the hermaphroditic idols. And so there is that, you know, this essence of like the hybrid of male, female. So mm-hmm. there, so there, I think there is a ritualistic sacrifice, uh, you know, because they, they, they get the, the, the sacrifice, you know, the, the death sacrifice as well, mm-hmm. because you're reducing the population because these people can't procreate. Uh, so I do think that it's twofold in that. I, I think that the, uh, you know, depopulation agenda is definitely a huge component of it. Uh, but I also think it's the this uh, ritualistic notion but i also think that it's uh the um the trans so it's kind of mem- uh mimetic you mm-hmm. know they don't you don't you they don't say trans uh like transgender a well, lot of times you just hear trans well also hear, like, this trans- in this article they're talking about this new term this uh oh god we're, okay ssi when we were coming in from the video clip you guys heard me uttering this you're like what the hell hmm. uh what was it? SSI. Oh, jeez. I just had well, while you're looking synthetic for... sex identities. Okay, SSI. Yeah, so while you're, so, yeah, you so this is where I'm going with the other trans is transhuman. Right. And I think this is a huge part of the transhuman agenda. It's to get us comfortable with humans being altered. Mm-hmm, right. Because they right. want to merge us with machines. They want us to be robots. They do want to create these sex bots. They have already created robots that can self-reproduce like self-reproducing robot. Uh, and we hear, you all know Harari talk about this all the time. I know I've mentioned, I think I mentioned it even on here where he talks about how they're going to become gods and they replace the the biblical right, God right. because God, the biblical God can only rec- uh, produce organic material and they can reproduce inorganic material. And so I think that that's a huge part of where they're going because their twofold agenda is to depopulate on the one hand and then mass control of the, the remaining population. And mass control, I think, is through a technocratic uh, AI takeover. And they're starting, transhuman, I think, is a transitionary, mm-hmm. uh, a transitory position I'm, for them. They want to get to the post-human. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, Jason Burmis and I had a good conversation on this. Okay. I've always seen the overlap there, whether it's intentional or not, I do think it is, I, I of, so. of this like priming people for the idea of altering their bodies right yeah and and this was just the the, the precursor to the transhumanist idea yep. and that and you know and i do argue that there are gent people out there pre all of this i mean you can go back as long as you want you'll find transvestites and people like that sure. throughout history and so they're they just chose to use that so sure. it's hard because i do think there are people out there that have whether it's an issue or just a choice mm-hmm. that is existing but it's it's a small 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 Very small, small percentage. percentage right and it's being it's overtaking i make this point all the time like 30 percent of our policy if not and more most of those ridiculous. people we have so much evidence that people don't talk about this most of those people have experienced incredibly intense trauma oh yeah mm-hmm. and it, that, that that is their way of reacting and coping with the trauma that they face the problem therein lies is that these people these the powers that shouldn't be have done all these studies on trauma and how that impacts the brain and behavior and they've weaponized that through mm. trauma-based mind control right. and i think that this is a mass scale example of that yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, so here's some more stuff of just back to, okay. So yeah. So that's a big rabbit hole. You guys, you have fun with that one, but uh, <laughs> you know, back to the, the daily mail article about the Jeffrey Epstein thing. So basically, you know, this is involving uh, a, a release, you know, another limited hangout. We're gonna give you guys, we're gonna dangle a little bit of juicy stuff in front of you, but never anything to actually get anybody in trouble or right, actually right. do anything about any of this. Of course. I mean, I mean, I would be very, very surprised if anything other than that happened. But right, we're talking about this, but we can't find out who Ghislaine Maxwell actually sold yeah, people to. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it talks about here. So so all of these supposed like clients or people that are associated with it, they have files on them. They have all the information on it or like, you know, affidavits or just, you know, evidence on these people. But they're withholding it from the public. Right. And mm-hmm. so all of these people, all of these like 
you know, billionaires, royalty, all these people that were associated in, in the in the crew, they're they're listed as Doe's, like John Doe's, right? You know, and so right. so they have like, but they're releasing information. Get this on Doe's number 12, 28, 97, 107, 144, 147, and 183. It's like how many hundreds and hundreds of these people do you have? You know, I mean, why can't we just have full disclosure? Right. Let the heavens fall. Who cares, man? You know, like, like that's I, never in the cards. You, man. you know, why not? Why not? Well, why can't because we, because we should this because to your point you made first, this is not real. Okay. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. So this is just, you know, it's just it's just cool, nice, whatever. You know, it'll bring us if anything it might even do more harm than good. I don't even yeah. know, but you know what I mean, but it's just like like why can't we just demand full disclosure on this? Yeah. Right. Who cares? I'm I'm willing to bet you that that based on my guess, based on where we are in the world with how clearly they're just like fumbling everything they touch and everything's falling yeah. apart and they're losing that this is probably real in the sense yeah. that they are going to throw people under the bus but it's not real exactly actually are changing something. exactly right. Be, get out of here you know yeah yeah the pritzkers quiet. did the pritzkers missed a payment this month and so <laughs> yeah, now they're right. uh now they're getting thrown under the bus dude Jeez. i think that's what that's well, what adam always... that's what adam curry always says he's like oh it looks like johnson and johnson didn't make their payment this month so they're getting <laughs> right, uh right. blasted on the media you know all right i i think they always use the decoys so that the you you're looking over there while they're oh, yeah. busy planning their next line of attack. Oh yeah. So there you go guys. So have fun with that. I mean, I, I, I even think that's a good place to kind of wrap in general on the idea yeah. that, you know, that's the dialectical dissonance we're talking about, yeah. you know, like there's always this game being played. There's always something happening. It doesn't mean that everything is fake, even though like maybe it is today. Like I, I can't help but have that feeling these days. of yeah. like, everything seems controlled, but the point being is yeah. that things just happen organically in the world, you know, and then people take advantage of those things. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that may not realize that, but as long as they can keep us battling ourselves, yeah. fighting against each other, that's, we'll never reach some kind of conclusion. La- last thing I want to say is we're working on a long form documentary, I think, Ooh. right on the rise above movement. Ooh, kind of he just announced a per- it. A nice. perfect example of that, right? Yeah. The idea that, the, the rise above movement tied to the Azov movement, mm-hmm. tied to the CIA, tied to the white supremacy argument. Okay. Like it's all about keeping us fighting ourselves when that doesn't even seem to really exist the way they say it does. That'll yeah. be a really good tandem to uh, the MK Ultra uh, documentary we're working on. There yeah. Yeah. There yeah. Look at and that. We'll, we got documentaries we'll coming at you folks. Like I told you we were messing around. <laughs> yeah. Like, I told you. But I do want to see something just in closing to mm-hmm. your I have point one more thing. About, and you have oh, a yeah. point too. So uh, about, you know, things happening organically and how they, uh, co-opt and infiltrate that and utilize that to weaponize it. Mm-hmm. But I think things happen organically, you know, in, individually. So things may, something organic in my life, you know, amongst your family, your community, your mm-hmm. your friends, that, that, you know, there are of course organic occurrences there, mm-hmm. but mass scale social engineering and culture is typically not organic. And and throughout history, time and time again, we see that. And I mm-hmm. think that's what you're touching upon. Yeah, I would say it's never organic. I mean, if I, you're I would influencing argue never, the outcome, then it's not. Never. Yeah. It's never organic. And I think that's a huge, huge uh, misconception for a yeah. lot of people. I just think they use things that happen organically. Sure. Like they, they make, because, well, I they think do that, all these studies when they, yeah. they do all these studies on humanity. I mean, Tavistock Institute created the field of social science so they could study humanity human nature and they weaponized weaponized it i'll even add like a third part in there like this is where like Zelensky kind of comes to mind there's also mm-hmm. people that they they uh what's the word i'm looking for you know that they use but that they yeah. kind of rise up right that they mm-hmm. use them and then they don't necessarily have control of everything they do every day we yeah. saw that happen in syria with their moderate rebels where they yeah. you know so i think that's kind of part of it so they do control things we know that i think it's most then there's organic things that kind of happen that they just go don't let that crisis go to waste yeah, right. and then there's the occasional rogue actor that just doesn't like that they aren't being paid attention to right. you know like, so all these things are happening but they're using all of it against you that's yeah. the, that's the mm-hmm. point i think mm-hmm. yep yeah. uh well last thing i was gonna say was uh you know allegedly Allegedly, very, very much, very much allegedly, I guess the earth this week just reached 8 billion people. So keep cranking out them kids, you guys. And then nothing pisses off Bill Gates more than, than just us cranking out kids. And I will say, I do think it's alleged because they they really want to create this myth that we're overpopulated. Exactly. So this is the whole point. I, I believe that the whole point behind cities was to create, I I call them the track stack and pack. And now Mm. we have the 15 minute cities that are coming up. um, These smart cities. Mm. I think the whole purpose of cities in general was to create the illusion that Mm. we are overpopulated. So they can sell us the narrative of limited growth that was published by the, you know, yep. the Club of Rome, 1972, which, which they admitted. Wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong. Yeah. Right. And they yeah. admitted in uh, 1992 mm-hmm. in their uh, global reformation document 
that they actually made it up just because they knew nobody was going to buy the narrative that, you know, the climate was, uh, you know, climate change was going to implode the planet. So they had to create the common enemy and they decided a common enemy for us to rally against was man. But that's how we're going to get out of this. You guys like building like high morality communities, like go out, take this information out into your community. Like I can never stress stress it enough. And I'm going to say it till it gets irritating on these shows and everything. Like, please like find ways to build community, whether it's like starting a telegram group or a meetup on go to meetup, the meetup app. The best one I could possibly recommend is Freedom Cells, freedomcells.org. Start one in your community. Like, just go out there and meet people and just, like, keep making babies and just build community and just, just, just do it, man. <laughs> That's how we're going to win. Go to join the sub stack. Yeah. yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah, there's, there's going to be more with that, more to be revealed there. But uh, also, I do want to shout out a couple of super chats on the Rockfin. So, Billiam, thank you for the tip, man. That's awesome. And then, uh, hold on. Uh, turn your Wi-Fi off at night left a tip yep, yep. and uh and then uh great show ryan from james ritchie with a very generous tip so thank you very much thank you richie appreciate it guys thank you everybody you know we will get to a point hopefully soon where this will be broadcasting on its own yes idea yep. you yes. know it may still go through t-lab channels but we you know it's important to remember that this we're building something new yep. here guys new. and that's that's the whole point something that we can grow yes. and and bring up all of our platforms yeah you know, and that's, that's it. the idea so Thank you again for being and here. And by all of us, we, we mean the content creators out there who are watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't, we're not right now. I, I thought it was the other day. So I want someone to think that they're not included. Like, you know, the point yeah. is, we're not even, it hasn't even started yet. Yeah. yeah. This is all the, the pre show foundation. Mm-hmm. And then we will be reaching out to people, I think, that we want to associate with, yeah. that we think are objective, nonpartisan, that are willing to continue to fight for the truth. So start a podcast. Grow grow. Start a podcast. Yeah. Right, right. There you go, guys. Much love. Right. Thanks yeah. for being here, guys. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Keep watching. Peace. Insert outro here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.